school when you would fill out what your parents did for a living. I would write trimmings not knowing what the heck it was. When they opened up the window in the sweatshop, I used to go play on the roof. Is that a great place where you could play? I said, God, let the morning come quick so I can go to my sewing machine. I think I'm nuts. Hello and welcome to Sewing Community, the podcast where local Westchester area residents share their life in fabric and thread. I'm your host, Aaron Page, Director of Folk Arts at Arts Westchester, the officially designated Arts Council for Westchester County, New York. For the last several months, Arts Westchester has been teaming up with Amanda Browder, a Brooklyn-based fabric artist, to transform our nine-story building of White Plains into a cascading, colorful fabric installation. All of the stories heard in this podcast were collected from individual volunteers who've been involved in the building of this monumental work of public art. While the project is currently on hold because of COVID-19, our hope is that the stories shared here will in some small way sustain and deepen the social fabric of our sewing community. This week's episode features two stories about Italian-Americans in the garment factories of Westchester. Jerry Napolitano discusses her family's connection to two sweatshops in White Plains, while Kristen McGinnis shares memories and stories of her grandparents' factory in Mount Vernon. My name is Jerry Napolitano. I was born in White Plains, grew up in Silver Lake, and came back to live in White Plains now. My mother's family has been in White Plains since the late 1800s, along with a number of other Italian families in the area. Most of them came from the same village in Italy called Sara Capriola. My great-grandmother came here as a widow with three little girls. My grandmother grew up because my, mo- my grandmother and her sisters went to school at Good Council, which was not actually a school then. It was a home for girls. I only found this out when I looked into ancestry, and I found that my grandmother boarded in the school And then years later, I went to school there. And actually, the original name at Good Council was St. Mary's in the Field. And it was a home for Italian and Irish girls. My grandmother, when she got married, had 12 living children. Several of her children worked in the sweatshops in White Plains as seamstresses, pressers. Eventually, they owned a sweatshop, their very own shop. One was on Williams Avenue, which isn't there anymore, and the other one is down on Martina Avenue, and that was a really big one. That's the one my aunt and uncle owned for many years, but that's how my family was in fabrics, always. But they also grew up right here on White Plains, and my grandfather used to race horses down Main Street, the ones with the little carriage. We had pictures of that, but I don't know what happened to them now. My aunts and my cousins would work there, and they would bring the children. It wasn't like you had babysitters. You know, they were poor. And they were, I would go. This, the picture I showed you was me being there and another child in the picture being there. And I grew up there, and I can, to this day, remember the sounds of the sewing machines all going at one time and the steam irons. I just loved it. I didn't complain one bit. I thought it was terrific. When they opened up the uh, window in the sweatshop to the roof, I used to go play on the roof. (laughs) Is that a great place where you get to play? My Aunt Winnie, and she was a presser. I remember that. This is my cousin Carrie, and she was on the machines. This is my Aunt Jean, 
She was also on the sewing machines. This is my Aunt Frances, who we called Wadi, and she was a presser. Now the pressers, oh my God, if you saw the machines, the irons were attached to this, almost to the ceiling, and they were on like a, what would you call it, a coil of some sort, and the steam would be coming out of them in the summer. I, I, it was unreal. This is the guy who was in charge. I don't know if he owned the shop or not. And one of these people is Mary the Floor Lady. I just love that name. She would be in charge of the machines. And I remember as a little kid, as I got a little older, another one of my aunts bought a um, shop in Mount Vernon, and I would go with her. And I'd have to put, say, th there was a belt for a dress. My job there was to be a piece of wood and you would turn the belt inside out on the piece of wood. And I would sit there and do that. At that time, you see, the women had a lot of belts. So the dresses would come cloth belts and we would have to work on them. My mother and my great aunt were very talented seamstresses. It just seemed to be something the family could do. My great aunt looked at a wedding gown on one of the main streets in White Plains copied it, and went home and made it for my mother as a wedding gown. They, it was just something they could do. They could make drapes, they could make curtains, make slip covers, whatever. It was what they could do, and they learned it in the shops. My name is Kristen McGinnis. I grew up in Westchester County. My husband and I both work in Westchester now, but we live in Connecticut, and we heard about the event, and we were so excited to learn more and bring our children so we came today to have our three young girls try sewing out because that was really important to us um, growing up my grandmother was a seamstress and my grandfather owned a factory in Mount Vernon New York called Lufay Fashions where they designed and made dresses so being able to share that piece of history with my children today and then also learn from Amanda who is very talented has been a really great experience for us. So it was in the 80s and I was young, but from what I remember of it, uh, there was, you know, a ton of uh, my nationality were Italian. So we had a bunch of Italian women who worked within the factory and there was just lines of sewing machines and fabric cutting in the back and everything would come together and within the matter of minutes different designers would come to them. Donna Karen was one of them who came to them with dresses all the time and they would be able to make a dress within, within by the end of the day a whole rack of dresses would be ready to go to be shipped to the city. So I remember how that whole all went and how everybody worked as a team. I remember my grandfather who owned the shop putting the whatever the sample dress was up at the front and talking about it with everybody and this is what we're going to do and this is how this is going to go and this is our deadline. Um, my grandfather had previously worked in the shop as a presser for almost from when he was a kid until he was an older man and my grandmother was a seamstress there and the opportunity came up from the boss that he worked for to buy the shop and they didn't have much money but they took everything that they had and they bought it and they really turned it around to be something very special where they were sought out by big designers. And my grandfather always told me like, you can't do anything without your team. And we loved these women were part of our family. So, you know, like no matter what we did and whatever my grandfather did, if, if we did well, he'd say, if I do well, they do well. Mm. And it's just how everything comes together and we all mm. work hard. Mm. So even though he might have owned the shop and been, you know, the boss, he would be there 
still pressing and steaming and sweating. And I can remember like coming in after school and like seeing him drenched. I mean, the shop had no like real air condition. <laughs> it was very hot up there, I remember that. And he would be drenched and getting the job done. And they all worked together to, because um, he used to say, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right and you're gonna deliver five stars. My yeah. mother used to go with him um, when she was a teenager because it, he was paid by how many shirts he would press and do. So she would go with him, he would press it, she would wrap it so that they could get done quicker, so that they could make more money for the family. That work ethic was really instilled in my upbringing and that was from the shop. He started up his own clothing line mm. and he named it after me, Kristen. And he didn't, it didn't fully take off, but he tried to make that something, which was, you know, where he would sketch out his own ideas with all the women with the team. So yeah, it was a very big part of our lives and um, we all talk about it often and I can't believe how long ago it was now. Thank you for listening to Sewing Community. Join us for next week's episode where White Plains residents and married couple Evelyn and Larry Eidelberg share stories about doll making, sewing machine collecting, and about their time working in the fabric and garment design industries of New York City.